Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mark and Sarah talk about songs, aka Mastass. Actually, uh, this week it's Pam Mastass. Mark, tell us a little bit about that, please. Well, that's because after years of trying, I have finally decided to change my name to Pam. Good night, everyone. <laughs> this has been a great episode. Wait, no, incorrect. Uh, we are joined today by longtime friend, karaoke fun time pal, and uh, wonderful celebrated author, Pam Ribbon. Hello, Pam. Hello. Pam. Hello. Hi. And, um, uh, Pam, we are, uh, the other day, well, gosh, I guess it's been the other week at this point, you <laughs> tweeted, Sarah and I, with a brilliant idea for an episode of this podcast, and in a be careful what you tweet for situation, <laughs> we were like, not only do we like that idea, we want you to come talk about it. So can you uh, remind us and tell the listeners what your inspiration was? Well, sometimes when I'm listening to your podcast, I just start thinking, well, you've mentioned songs out of the blue. And I'm like, yes, you know, that feeling. <laughs> you don't know. You yes. don't know. It's your podcast. But when you're not you and you're listening to your podcast and you're, I don't know, applying mascara, I find myself doing that a lot when I listen to you guys. <laughs> it helps. It's really. But I'm putting on mascara going, well, why isn't this song super famous? And then I was like, why isn't that song super famous? And then that had me just making a list called why aren't these songs super famous? And then when I had compiled too many, that is when I emailed them to you. <laughs> and I believe you guys replied with, this podcast is only so long. So why don't we narrow this down? And here we are. But what was awesome about the list is that you had broken it down into smartly named subsections. So there were like a section called bed rockers, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, no, well, close. First of all, I was putting them in these small... <laughs> Moments because I assumed this was the new podcast. I just wanted, I gave you four episodes, right? Because I know how to pitch, I know how to pitch a show. Um, they were called Ass Kickers, Mood Fixers, Bed Breakers, and Heart Takers. Bed Breakers, that's right. Bed I thought Penny Droppers was on there somewhere, but <laughs> I think that's my thing. That's it. You learn your own, your own, uh, uh, why aren't these songs super famous? But sometimes, well, you know, there's a song in your heart and you don't understand why everyone doesn't know the lyrics. Well, and we were just oh talking God. about a variation on this, uh, I think, last week with Kevin Smokler that was like, how come this is like our favorite car song? But then it was mm -hmm. there like it was a charting single, but the least mm -hmm. like the lowest charting. So, yeah, I, I listened to that podcast until you guys started shitting on Weezer. And then I was like, I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking of you. <laughs> I tried to be gentle. <laughs> the mascara oh. went everywhere. I put on my angry face. Did you know I'm related to Rivers Cuomo by marriage? That's a it's really? a very strange thing. Really? It's really Yeah, awesome. it's my let me see how this works. It's my dad's brother's second wife's stepsister's kid is Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> Ask me anything. Whoa. He passed out at the thirty one flavors the other day. <laughs> Thank you, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, but then we put Save River on that on Save Rivers on that big <laughs> hot air balloon and everything was fine. It, it was. It really was. <laughs> okay, sidebar. One day you should come back and we're going to do an episode on ska music just so we can talk uh -huh. about the band Save Ferris because <laughs> that's Okay. So the way that we ended up uh formalizing Pam's excellent pitch was that we said, "Great. 
all three of us will choose one song that we feel should be massively famous. And I will tell you, as Sarah and Pam can attest, I had a very <laughs> difficult time narrowing it down. I think I chose at minimum, well, I chose three different songs that you all know about. And then there were the ones that I was confident about and then changed my mind again. Because you, Pam, touched on something that is so deep in my heart, which is the feeling that one of my true jobs on this spinning round world is to tell people about songs that they need to know and i'm like you guys no you don't understand this is so so for me to finally even just get down to just choosing the one it almost killed me but here we are but uh if you sarah i don't know how you feel about this but i thought maybe pam could kick us off since she was the impetus for this oh yeah no i think that's a great idea and i think that we also need to know which of the four lists uh your pick (laughs) came from so that in case we need to revisit one of the yeah. the lesser loved lists at a later in a later episode. Well, there's a Weezer song on the on the rest of the list, so beware. <laughs> <laughs> Mark and Sarah and Pam get defensive Look. about Weezer. Coming soon to all podcast outlets near you. It's a TED talk of mine that I'll do one day. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I also I had a very difficult time picking one because I think I had sent you ten songs that all deserve you know, recognition. Uh, and so, and I also, I went back and forth. I was like, well, this one, most people don't, probably most people don't know, but then sometimes you can answer your own question where you're like, well, I'm the only one who's that into that band. I know this deep in my heart. But uh, then I kept going back to these questions. I asked myself these four questions because I really parsed out the song, the words like, why aren't these songs super famous? So it's a four-step process to determining whether the song should be super famous. And if it passed all four <laughs> questions, I was like, yes. Question one, can you dance to this? Right? You can slow dance or fast dance. Mm-hmm. Like, does it make you move? Number two, can you karaoke to this? That's, you know, mm. if it ends up in the book, then you know. That's a super famous song. Uh-huh. Can you be drunk and angry to this? Uh-huh. That is important. Ooh. Okay. And can you strip to this? Now, <laughs> I even was like... Well, let's think of like U2's one. You can. You can. It's not a happy strip. Oh, no. But like someone has seen a It's a leaving Las Vegas strip, that one. Yes. Yeah, and that's like, you asked me to enter, but then you make me crawl. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could strip your way through that line. And there's, if if you're like crying and angry Mm -hmm. about it while you're drunk, yeah, you're right. It works. It's dark, but it works. It's dark, but it works. It's super famous. It's a song that like makes you. (laughs) <laughs> do things <laughs> all right so let me let me just clarify because all right yeah. it's a four-step process in order for it to be super famous it has to check all four boxes or it's not super famous because it doesn't check all four boxes i think i think super famous songs probably do all four of these things and okay. that's what that's how come they work okay right you can mm. you can dance to it you can karaoke which is very different than you can sing it <laughs> Yeah, you can right. be you can be drunk and angry to it, like in your car, uh-huh. or or you can strip to it. Don't drunk, don't drink and drive though. Yeah. Y'all. Oh, be I don't mean drink. drink. Yes, no, I mean like that's that feeling in your car when I'm angry, not like listen. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. But I meant you know the songs when you're driving and they're there for when you're driving. You, Sinead O'Connor, like it's so you can really be loud yes. and angry. She's yes. she's maybe the drunk and angry part, but you're you you know what I mean. So I feel like yes. super famous songs hit all of that, even when they are happy songs, like super happy songs, you can still be kind of drunk and angry too. Yeah. And you're just well, being it's ironic. Like, uh, mm-hmm. 
Well, it's it's like Free Fallen in Jerry Maguire. That's a perfect example. He's just like in a really good mood and he just needs to be drunkenly shouting along to a song and that's the song that comes on and it's perfect. Yeah, Piano Man. Like you can dance to it. It's a specific dance that is that you're also probably drunk. <laughs> but like you know the move that you make when Piano Man starts, right? That's it. Like you can't oh, help yeah. it. No, it's this like waltz. I don't like, I don't I don't holding want to an see accordion. the stripper. The piano man. I'm just stripper. thinking, if you're if you're stripping to piano man, you're definitely on carpet that has been made spongy by repeated spills. Oh God, that's yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, oh, like oh. you could you every even if you're stripping in this particular establishment, you always keep socks on because the fungal possibilities are so strong. You're just, Dude, Phil, I believe this is killing me. It I'm literally is killing off. you. You're getting like typhoid fever. <laughs> Okay. Okay, but Pam. So one point of clarification. Okay. One point of clarification, though. So in the song that you've chosen, yes. Do you feel that this song should be super famous because it does answer yes to all four questions? Uh, no, I think it should be super famous because the song is amazing. But I, because I couldn't <laughs> narrow down my ten, and I was like, okay, I think you know it has to really honestly be a song that should be famous. There's no reason this song shouldn't be famous. This song right. is just a great song. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't want to yeah. find something where I was like, I'm really having to explain to you, like, because I <laughs> like lyrically, or this is a ten point. I don't like. I just know that you can listen to the song and be like, no, that song's really great. And I think yeah. it's because all four of these things are true. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I, very I, good. There is drunk, angry stripping happening in the video. Uh, should we play yeah. a clip? <laughs> oh, yeah. And should we announce what the song actually is? Uh, yes, it actually. And I was going to say, no matter what, it ended up being the first one that I put on this list. The first one I thought of when I st- asked this question in the first place. So it clearly is the one that I just don't understand. Why isn't this song super famous? So I'm ready. Here we go. All right. Oh, should I say what it is? Well, should we say? Yeah. Do you want to say what it is? Uh, this is Beyonce's Ring the Alarm. And we're about to do that. Oh my God! I am yes. I am completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> I still have socks on. It's <laughs> oh God! It's cold in here. Oh. Oh my gosh, you guys! I danced. So, I just danced so hard. <laughs> so, so I good. actually really, I really had my arms pounding the air to the point where I was afraid I was going to knock the computer over. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought this song was super famous. It, but it isn't one you. Do you ever hear this driving around? Like they don't play it. It doesn't. It got 
it did fine. But then the next day they were, they released irreplaceable and that yep. was it. Okay. That was it. So here's the thing. Here's the sad history of ring the alarm. The album that this was on, the B-Day album, because, of course, Beyonce (laughs) named her second album B-Day, of -hmm. course. The first (laughs) single was Deja Vu with Beyonce and Jay-Z, and it reached number four. And honestly, that isn't a great song, but because it was a big event song and it put them back together on a record, it peaked at number four. Then Ring the Alarm came out, and there wasn't that much momentum behind it, and it peaked at a lowly number 11. Mm Mm-hmm what but then they were like oh shit we got to rescue this album so they rush released irreplaceable which then became this massive hit and you're right pam it was it was a song that had half of a moment and then disappeared forever essentially i yes. i think I, maybe there's an aspect here that um like maybe this is not super famous because this is lady rage mm-hmm. mm. oh I, I here's my ted talk about it yeah <laughs> yes yeah, absolutely. People, when Lemonade came out, I was like, you guys, she did that with the Ring and the Alarm. You don't like angry Beyonce. You have her. She has to like name herself Sasha Fierce to have a bad day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. It's Oof, not fair. Yeah. The way that people want Beyonce to be angry is very, they, this, this video and this song had some controversy because is it about Rihanna? And then even like, why is she standing in front of, with alligators in the picture for the single? I don't know if you read about this. But it's just like, no matter what she did, they're like, no. And then the video, the video is so good. This this video is so good. But also, she's angry. She deserves an, she deserves an Emmy for the acting in this video. Like, no joke. Well, I mean, just volume-wise. Like, <laughs> I have to say this, and I, I don't know. This is, you know, Sarah's unpopular shit with Queen Bee. But as always, this seems a little calculated and more militantly prepped than actually felt. But that's not why it's not super famous. It's super famous because to everyone else, it's like, oh, she's legit angry. And she's she's going to like, we're going to be castrated by her rage. Let's let's not promote this single because we're uncomfortable. So this song even has. Oh, go ahead. I'm just wondering, because I think that what you just said about Lemonade is such a good point. And I was wondering as we were prepping this, as I was prepping this episode, if this had been a song on Lemonade, would it have been a bigger hit? Like, did it come too early in our understanding of Beyonce? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, with, apparently this, song has, this has been, yeah, it's like a preoccupation, apparently. I mean, yeah. This so. song has air horns in it, which is one of my least favorite sounds in music. <laughs> when the, when like, the like, it'll come in in the middle of things, like, you're listening to DJ. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I don't like it even when I'm at an event where air horns are, they're never appropriate, really, unless someone needs to move a crowd. That's the only time I think you should do an air yes. horn. Yeah. But, like, there is a cyclone coming. You're like, fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. You get even one. Then, but even then, uh, it needs to be this, category four or higher. Yeah, yeah. Is this the last sound I want to hear? No. But in this song, it, it works. And I was looking up, like, I wanted to know, like, why does this work? And I don't normally, I don't know a lot about producers. But so so this was Swiss Beats, Swiss Beats, mm. and Sean Garrett. Mm-hmm. So Swiss Beats made Party Up, Up and Yeah, and Busta's Touch It. Sean Garrett made uh, Usher's Yeah, and Goodies, which is Sierra's version of Yeah, and Buttons. So if you put all those together, like, how could you, like, of course that's this, right? Right. But maybe it actually, it's... yeah. But you're right. Is it too early for us to accept 
Beyonce doing this, if this track had gone to someone else, I mean, it's not, I mean, it came from her too. She like, I guess this, you know, she helped write this, so it can't just go to someone else, but I'm wondering, is it just, is it just how, when, when we're willing to not, I don't mean we, cause I love this song, but when people are willing to let Beyonce be the next thing they're willing to accept her being, do you know what yes. I mean? What if, what if Britney had done this song then instead? Oh, Jesus. Well, she, right. She'd still be in a facility. I, I mean, I kept thinking, why is it this a Rihanna song? Mm. And I don't think, I think this was too early for it to be for Rihanna either. Like now you know, she'd own it. Maybe we're just I at sh- that time in history where it's like uh, everybody, everybody needs to ring the alarm. But I don't know. Yes. Well, because if you think about the, the, the lady hits of 2006, lady hits of 2006, a new series <laughs> coming to pop. WMST, Moist FM. Um, now that's what I call girls. But it was, it was, this was not a time when Lady Rage was accepted on the radio. You've got the Fergie songs, you've got Rihanna, you've got um, Irreplaceable. Like, now Irreplaceable mm-hmm. is a really interesting point because that is a song that is also filled with rage, but it is rage that feels contained by, it's like the, the rage on Irreplaceable is also about flexing Beyonce's uh, economic and social power, right? She's like, all of this yeah. shit is mine. Get out. On on Ring the Alarm, I just feel like it's just I'm angry. It's not I'm also reinforcing my own strength. It's just you've made me insane. And I kind of love it for that. Um, I mean, Sarah, I hear your point. Beyonce's never released an album or hairstyle photograph where anything was out of place. But for <laughs> me, the this song's like, it, it's it's not about... I am enraged with you and I'm the baddest chick up in the game. As she says on lemonade, it's just like, I'm just furious. And like, that's a lot to take from a, for, for audiences who expect Beyonce to be almost robotically goddess, like in her perfection all the time. Uh, no, I well, it's agree. All, it's all and, very rise above. And I, she has to be very above that anger. You know what I mean? Yes, all the yes, time. Yes. I'm like oh, to the left, to the left. Like I'm not even, I've dismissed you. You're in my rear view. Yes, and she definitely yes. seems like I know I make this uh, reference a lot, usually in um, usually referring to Madonna, like the Greco-Roman concept of the gods as being larger than we are, like ten feet tall instead of five mm-hmm. or six feet tall, and effulgent. And I think that's where everyone is with Beyonce. And I I do like about this song that it is a bit difficult to listen to, like physically, like the air horn. The verses are a little squawky. There's all that fuzzed out like yelling at the beginning. And I think that that was all deliberate, that she was trying to make this as challenging and thorny as possible. And then I, I'm not sure her team really knew how to serve that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a little, it's, it's her a little dirty too, which is, I think people are not like this song reminds me of the best the best parts of sabotage and firestarter and when you're just like not today motherfuckers yes. <laughs> it's, just like, it's not just yeah. anger it's dirty like you have ripped the ground and there's shit under your fingernails and you're just like no like it's a uh, tina fey going it's with just the mascara down her face like, <laughs> it, it's it's dirty you know what i mean and it's that it's a different kind of earth mother earth rage and it's it's i mean although i mentioned sabotage and firestarter it's still like a female feminist rage in this in this song that yes people wanted at that time even all those lady songs of anger are just like oh i'm i'm terribly disappointed in you you shall not leave i'm i'm past this 
you yes, know? It, it, she's not over Give me it back here. my poncho. <laughs> okay, you guys, if I may, I've, I've now been inspired to go on a really random tangent, but go with me. I think we'll enjoy it. You're right mm-hmm. that she is not fucking over it on this song. And it made me now think, okay, what if you like use this song as the soundtrack to a production of the Bacchae, you know, where they tear <laughs> him apart. All of those women yes, just rip yes. his ass apart. What if this was the song that was playing? Cause it would be so perfect. That would be some goddess level anger that would then Beyonce would be wanting. So, you know what? Okay, America, here's how we're going to make ring the alarm. Come back. We're going to do some shit like this. We're going to put the Bacchae on Broadway. We're going to put this song on there done thank you in advance <laughs> i accept the tony on behalf of the entire team <laughs> but let's go, can we t- we'll talk about the video for a second because you were saying like the acting is so good she, i read she spent six months she called it with a trainer but it's <laughs> i think that meant rehearsing <laughs> to, to get the acting right sophie Mueller Mueller. i'm not sure uh-huh. how you say her last name but she did this video she did the she did a lot of lady videos she, she still does but she did the don't speak video and she's done a, a tremendous number of eurythmics videos and a bjork video and like she is a woman who takes takes a female project and presents it you know like like this is a woman in her moment and this video is so good to me to take you know basic instinct and flip it and be like no like no no i'm telling you what's going to happen i'm going to tell you you don't get to leave me we're not you know i'm the woman who's saying to you you don't get to leave me you know what i mean yes so good and also, not for nothing, of course you would expect them to be, but the clothes in this video are so good. And that basic instinct-inspired mm-hmm. dress with the perfect hair, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, Pam, you've done us all a national service, I feel. <laughs> I just think you will feel better by the end of this song. That's the other thing about it. I feel better when the song is over for having let it go through my body. <laughs> Which so, is now naked. Which I, feel I like, should put, I'm getting chilly. <laughs> I would like to add, if I may, one more subcategory to your questions. The fifth question, can you imagine this uh, song being performed as a lip sync for your life on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> Answer here, yes. Now I can. <laughs> will, this work with the, will this work with the Bacchae? And yeah, also, my, my runner-up I, song that I went back and forth on this, just uh, honorable mention to Basement Jax's Good Luck which has a lot of the same elements of like, oh yeah, good luck. Good luck in your new bed. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your nightmares, honey, while you're resting your head. Like she is just like, oh, that song is also sort of relentless in its fury. But in the middle of that song, there's a very taunty happiness of like, goodbye, goodbye. I'm so happy that I'm done with you. No more lies. But I thought, Maybe I understand why some people don't like Basement Jacks. Everybody likes Beyonce. <laughs> so <laughs> here we like go. Stronger choice. Well, uh, talking. So you mentioned Sophie Mueller, Mueller, whatever, mm-hmm. who directed mm-hmm. many videos for the Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. And even though we just spoke of the Eurythmics, Sarah and I, a few episodes ago, I chose another Eurythmic song for my selection on this episode. Um, and for me, the songs that I was vacillating between all have a sort of anthemic sing-along quality to them. I had considered strongly a Betty Who song called Somebody Loves You. I had considered a song by a fabulous singer-songwriter named LP called Into the Wild. Uh, But what I finally settled upon is this song by the Eurythmics called When Tomorrow Comes.
child, yes. Now, this song actually does answer Pam's questions in the affirmative because I do a lot of sil- uh, private karaoke in my house. My husband, as you I'm sure all know, is a vocal coach, and so we have a whole lot of like equipment in our house, and we have this little setup where I have a mic and an amplifier, and sometimes when he's not around, I will have a karaoke night just for me. When Tomorrow Comes by the Eurythmics is a frequent participant in those evenings, and it is a song that for me forces me when I'm singing along to reach my hand out into the middle distance with passion. I think you know what I mean. And I just I love, I love this song. It's so anthemic. It is so lush. And there's just something to me so satisfying and sweeping about, and you know that I'm gonna be the one who'll be there. I mean, the, the, the largeness of the chorus. And there's something also about Annie Lennox's vocal on this song that I just think it, makes me feel like I'm being pushed along by the wind as I run down a hill. It's the only thing I can think of. There's just something so alive and vibrant in what she's saying and singing here. And the only reason I even know this song is that the Eurythmics wisely put it on their greatest hits album that came out in the 90s, even though it was not a hit, except in Australia, which, you know, God bless you, Australia. This song did not do well in England. It didn't do well in America. I do not understand why. I think this song is one of the great lost... 80s uh, mid-tempo numbers, and you know, I, I don't see uh, Molly Ringwald could be dancing to this. I'd be thrilled. Ducky, great, kick it, Ducky. I don't know <laughs> if you guys had ever heard the song before, but I'm curious to know if you knew this song. And either way, if you did or if you just heard it for the first time, what do you think? Uh, I'll I'll take this so that we can maybe end this segment on a positive note, which this won't be. I've uh, always hated this song. Sorry, I've always no! hated this song. I just there's something about like if you watch the video and you look at Dave Stewart and his disgusting die job, looking completely pained and having to dance around in whatever post-apocalyptic barn they're in. And he just keeps shooting these looks at the camera like, why do I have to be here? That That's kind of where I was with it. Here's, here's what I do like about it, or what I found interesting at least, is that it sort of um, presages her solo work mm. um, in a way that I've never noticed before. So I liked it more than I historically have liked it, but I still, I don't know. Like the, There's just something about like up-tempo songs that aren't that don't involve Annie Lennox like threatening to burn down your whole life like Missionary Man like if it's just sort of like a (laughs) sunny uplifting lyric I I just don't I don't buy it from her like if she you know Missionary Man I feel is an upbeat song because she's being extremely threatening and and is pissed (laughs) off and has had it but that's I mean that's my lady rage and my own issues, which are a matter for a therapist. We're on it. But yeah, this one, I I liked thinking about how, I liked hearkening forward from it to her solo work, which I really love. But yeah, like I, I feel like now that we have these criteria and I'm imagining <laughs> stripping to this song, that's yeah, also improving it- the outlook. But yeah, like I feel like this was not super famous because it was perhaps not great. No, incorrect. Glad, I'm glad and you if you were it. to wear a pair of wings and strip while wearing this song, that would be yes. perfect. Think about it. Stripping angels, yes. Yes, and you're down <laughs> to just wings and then the little shower shoes that you had from the Piano Man number. And yeah, yes. I, I am with it. But oh. what do I know? Pam. <laughs> I 
think that's the same outfit you dance, uh, you wear for um, beauty school dropout, just wings yes. and the shower shoes. <laughs> and, a, and a pink wig. Don't forget that. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I also uh, thought I would not strip well to this song because rhythm is a dancer. And I would not <laughs> know. Like it would just, it would be like Elaine Bennis for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt. A lot of um, thumbs, sure. A lot of thumbs and kicks where you're like, no, don't kick like that while you're naked. But <laughs> I, <laughs> my favorite Eurythmic song is Missionary Man. I think, like, there's something about both Missionary Man and Sweet Dreams that I think we're we're getting away with something. We're so lucky to have these songs. They shouldn't be so famous. You, we, like, how did they get it's through? True. <laughs> right. <laughs> how come everyone else liked them too? I find, who was I asleep at the them. guard desk when this song was? Yes. Well, yeah. Who'd they trick? But uh, when tomorrow comes, I, I don't think I've heard this song before. But what's interesting is I'm, I feel like I've I have, and that I it's in some movie. It's that thing like, oh yeah, that must have been famous with some movie. I'm sure it was at the end of a thing when someone was lifted into the air and won a contest like it just it's <laughs> like since someone actually that, saw over the top they i'm sure they just snuck it into the middle there during a trading montage <laughs> yeah or like fists in the air at the road trip off into the sunset like it feels like i've i'm sure but i i don't think i had heard it before the video is odd to watch annie lennox roll around on some sheets. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> she doesn't look like she wants to do that either. And then she's in space. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think nobody really always knew what to do with Eurythmics videos, so that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I give it a pass. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, does it, it doesn't look like what it sounds like. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but um, I, this, I listen to every song that you sent mark <laughs> the same like <laughs> ready ready to love and i think the i think the 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 betty who song was my favorite of all of those i totally understood why it was your first to pick because it's so catchy and sweet and and wonderful and it does feel like something you could drop in now or, or in the past and we'd be like we all love it this song again just feels to me like it's okay i don't i don't know that i would listen to it again i really liked the lyrics which is neat <laughs> damn it well okay so clearly what i should have done is just had this episode be 40 songs long and i'll be like play all of them until everybody agrees but the point is i um i understand that i may be alone in carrying the torch for this particular eurythmics anthem but i have loved it for a very long time and i do hope that there is someone out there today who was like huh I think that Mark is really onto something, and now I'm going to go listen to and enjoy this song. And if you don't, that's okay, but I still believe that this song should have been a huge hit. And uh, honestly, this just tells me that we need to do this theme again, mm -hmm. because I have, even sitting here thinking about this, I've come up with at least 10 more. But for now, I will say, Sarah, what is your selection for the day? Um, I brought in Bic Runga's Lonely Lola Cherry Cola Girl. Um, I think we know. Why this song isn't famous? That title's ridiculous. Um, I also feel like Big Runga. Big Runga is like she was. I think is still is huge in New Zealand and had a very successful um, tour that she did with the guy from Crowded House's brother. And I enjoy that album. But the big hit that everyone remembers her for, if they remember her, was Sway, which was in the early aughts. And uh, I'm not. I'm just not sure what happened. I think there was that 
that like period that sort of like Dawson's Creaky period where this kind of song was kind of everywhere and then that then that ended um but this song is pretty tough to find I found it on a soundtrack album for a movie called Desert Blue which involves Kate Hudson and her dad, John Hurd, being like apocalyptically stranded in the desert with that kid from Welcome to the Dollhouse. And Casey Affleck, maybe, is mm-hmm. also there. Sure. It's a, I mean, it's a cute little movie, but it's an excellent soundtrack. Um, a whole bunch of Rilo Kiley and Ben Lee and whatnot. Uh, very of its time. Uh, let's play a clip of Bick Runga, and then um, we can discuss <laughs> whether anyone should strip... To a song with Lola <laughs> in the title. I'm lonely, Lola, everybody knows. Everybody calls themselves your friend. But later on tonight when it gets cold, Lola, who's I gonna love you then? But there's something in your eyes today. Take it in your stride, my friends told me about how you've been getting up, but no one sees to know your name. Slide on through the crowd and let them talk aloud. They only want to hold you to every end of your long Uh, I really like the guitar on this, but I'm not sure that this meets all the specs for Super Famous. Uh, Drunk and Angry, you can do karaoke. It has been done, um, sort of. Uh, But I don't don't know about stripping, and I don't know about dancing. Yeah, you can strip to this. I mean, you know, it's more of a spinny, pole-focused strip dance. Yeah. And if you're wearing if you were wearing any if you were wearing any outfit that Angela Chase ever wore, you could dance to this correctly. Yes. I feel. yes. And you would actually do the Angela dance from her front walk after she kisses Jordan. So yeah, yes. all right. We've got we've got dance, we've got strip. Karaoke may be a tough one. Um I I think I do understand why this was not super famous. I just wanted it to be super famous because it had a little bit of the lady rage, but not, it was mostly lady sadness, which also people don't necessarily enjoy (laughs) confronting. So, but she, it's, and also Big Runga is just an interesting case. Like came out of New Zealand, had this monster cardigan seat hit. And or cranberries he hit, I guess, more like, and then went went back whence she came. Uh, Mark, what did you feel? About well, I had track? never when when you sent this, I was like, Bic Rungo, was it a band? What the hell is going on? I, if, <laughs> but then I did some research, and I realized that the reason that Sway sounded familiar to me is it was on the American Pie soundtrack. And I was like, okay. And then I did learn, like you said, she's been a huge hit in New Zealand, where I'm going for the very first time in like six weeks. So, you know, there are no accidents. I'll tell her I say hi. You know, I uh, will. All, cause all I, Kiwis know each other. <laughs> I assume she'll be at the airport waiting for me. And uh, <laughs> I, Swaying. I was also interested to learn that this song, Lola Cherry Cola, Rock and Rolla, 
Ace and the Hola was <laughs> not ever released on any of her albums. This is like such a deep cut. The only way to find it was on the B side of Sway in Australia and New Zealand or on the soundtrack of this movie that I've never heard of before either. So you found a song. <laughs> you, if it were not for this moment right now, there is no chance in hell I would have ever heard the song. And here's what I will say about it. I am not sorry to have heard it. And then I had this thought. If this had been Natalie Imbruglia's follow-up to Torn, mm-hmm. Natalie yes. Imbruglia would have had two hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess she really was the Kiwi Imbruglia. The, the I agree. And, like, this song to me, it's not like it's breaking any sort of bold new ground, but you know what? I am never mad at a song that takes me back to that late 90s Sean Colvin, Natalie Imbruglia place, and this sure did that. So I say... And I'm, who was the, the Kiss Me? Kiss Me. Oh, Sixpence six on the, the Richer. Yes. And it has the cardigan and glasses restraint of Lisa Loeb. You know, it's yeah. like she's not, she's upset and she wants something, but she's still gonna, she's gonna sing it to herself in her coffee shop. It's all very smelly cat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt Mark. <laughs> no, actually that, that's pretty much what I had. So no, I think you're excited. That transition was correct. <laughs> I also had not heard of Beck Runga, I think is how Wikipedia told me I am to say it, but I, I, oh, it's all very new to me. Um, so then I listened to Sway because I didn't know Sway, and I was like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> I get why this song was, uh, was a little famous, but I didn't, I hadn't heard of Desert Blue, like the whole thing. I went through a whole thing. I learned who A Camp is, Morgan J. Freeman. What's great about Desert Blue, if you watch the trailer, it's just famous people, and then I, I don't really know the guy from Welcome to the Dollhouse. What is his name? Teddy Ruxpin III? William Baxter the Ninth. Yes. Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Sexton. Yes. Brendan Sexton the Third. So sorry Teddy if he's listening. Ruxpin it's the fourth. Yeah. Teddy Ruxpin the Third. <laughs> I'm the one who went rebellious against my family. And I only tell stories where the children die. <laughs> Um, but there's oh, something God. about the lyric. And now Mark is Edward Herman. <laughs> okay. Like where? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm angry and I'm the third one. So I've got to strike out on my own and make a name for myself. So I only tell sad stories and sing Courtney love songs off key. <laughs> Buy me, you fucking slag. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Well, I don't know how don't we're going to wrench ourselves back on topic to a to a wrap up here. Well, can I say those? Uh, this song had the lyric "Alone in your creaming soda world." <laughs> I know creaming soda, which she tried. I mean, you could hear her being like, "I sing this part with conviction." <laughs> it was alone in your creaming soda world. I don't even what know. that even? She's the lonely Lola cherry girl. That's it. She's lonely. She's alone in her cherry girl creaming soda. Her name was, was like Lola. Lola. I gotta get some. She was alone in her creaming soda she world. She was a showgirl. If you think about all the other Lolas in pop music, what a sad group. Actually, yeah. we should do a whole episode about this, but you have... Um, you have Kinks, the King's Lola. Lola. Mm-hmm. You have Sarah Vaughn's Lola, who I think has a couple of problems and perhaps a personality disorder. Uh, you have Barry Manilow. And then this 
fuzzy sweater, smelly cat entry. So, but here's, then at least I guess you do what have... we can take from this is don't be named Lola. Unless you're in, unless you're in damn Yankees and you're the female lead who is in league with the devil. So if you have sold your soul to the devil, it's okay to be a Lola. I have, I have a question <laughs> for you two about your songs. Uh-oh. Yes. When yes. did these songs come to you? When did you? What year? Did you fall in love with these songs? And where were you emotionally when this song found you and found its way to your like, huh, why doesn't everyone know this is wonderful? Because I feel like Ring the oh. Alarm. I know exactly why I love Ring the Alarm. Oh, <laughs> yes, I want to. No, I just mean like I know where I was in 2006 and I was over this shit. You know what I mean? Like that song came in yes. when I needed it. And like you staring out and, and reaching for middle distance to this song. I just feel like there has to be a thing that this found you and grabbed you. Yeah, so here's what happened. I remember actually quite clearly, and ultimately that's the reason that I picked this song is because I have such strong memories of it, I think. Um, I was a freshman in high school. It was 1993, and I was just starting to have enough uh, money to buy CDs of my own instead of listening to my parents' records or whatever. And I, this was one of the first CDs that I bought for myself because I, was, I knew enough Eurythmic songs to know that I would like a lot of the songs on there, and I had not heard this one before. And I remember thinking, oh my god. I bought this and mm-hmm. this song is good and it's like mine. It's yeah. my song. And that was for me the feeling of just sort of getting an entry point into culture in a way where I felt like I had done the work and it paid off. Mm-hmm. So for me, this song is sort of wrapped up in this song. I love the way it sounds. It makes me feel really good and it belongs to me. This is why Heaven is a Place on Earth is a very important song to me. That, that was Belinda Carlisle's oh. album was the one I bought. I saved up and went and got with my money. It was mine. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And not even kidding. Just two days ago, I was listening to, as I walked down the street, heaven is a place on earth and Jane Wheedland's rush hour in that order. So (laughs) yes. So Sarah, yes. What, what do you have memories of the Lola, Lola, cherry cola? (laughs) I have more of a memory of realizing that I needed to own this soundtrack because uh, that Rilo Kylie song, uh, the Frug. Mm -hmm is on it and uh there's something about that song that's like it's very peppy and happy but it's but it's like braided in with a lot of like go fuck yourself uh lyrics also um which i thought was this wonderful uh this wonderful marriage of those two and then i think the song is called 85 Mm -hmm. or i 85 which is very slow and sort of bleak and then i listened to the whole soundtrack I really loved the whole thing, but I didn't remember um, Cherry Cola Girl from the movie. Mm. I was just struck by, like, the beginning of the song is like this, um, not an alarm exactly, but like a, it is like a bell ringing with the guitar, and you're sort of, like, put on notice that this this running bass, like, it's a great driving song, uh, just generally, angry or not, um, especially on flat plains like if you're driving across the country i listen to a lot of this soundtrack on a lot of milo um and yeah i don't know like it was it was a long time ago that this movie came out and that i got the soundtrack so i think i was just having like turn of the millennium shit and was between Mm -hmm. dumb relationships and just kind of like looking plaintively out of windows a lot (laughs) I'm, I'm glad to be past that stage of my life. I'm 
of the you know lean lean on hand and and feel feel uh swollen with self-regarding depression <laughs> yes. era now it's just regular depression and being overworked but yeah i i think i was just in this sort of like transitional place in my life and then this song sort of talks a lot about like are you like who are you are you yourself are you what everyone else thinks you are how do you get those two things to meet and then also creaming soda, which I have told myself for like 20 years is cream and soda. And they just misheard it on Google lyrics. It's fine. It's nothing to do with anything untoward oh, maybe. or strippy. Oh, I, hope it, I hope that that's true. Yeah, maybe it's cream well, and soda. Listen, it isn't. Uh, it's just a Dr. Pepper world is what I know. It's a Mountain Dew world. It's a, it's a Mr. Pibb world. Uh, Pam, thank you for this exceptional topic uh this uh, or, or frame for an episode it was so much fun and i just want to say i'm going to be bold and speak for sarah too i think that we have to all three do this again uh, because i think we've only all of us have only scratched the surface of what we could talk about on this thing. i'd love to thanks yeah and there has to be at the very least a weezer thunderdome <laughs> episode <laughs> because hey, listen, i think pam I does say... want to destroy my sweater and i am here for that earnestly subscribe earnestly well, <laughs> until then, thank you. Thank you, Pam. Uh, and listeners, we would love to know if you have thoughts on any of the songs that you've heard today. And maybe we would uh, actually maybe we'll ask you guys for some songs that you think ought to have been hits and we can incorporate those into a future episode. Who can say? Who can say? But at any rate, until then. We can. Go... We just won't. <laughs> well, yeah. Just go out there and run everyone into your uh, creaming soda world and... <laughs> make the most of it uh, while you still can. This is Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting, and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Here's how. Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast. And you can become a supporter and producer of this podcast at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastus. So until next time, thanks for listening. Talk about songs, talk about songs, talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.